As we stand, let's uh, me pray for us. Uh, Paul writes in that passage that we had read in uh, Philippians chapter 3, I want to know Christ. And Lord Jesus, that is our prayer this morning. We want to know you, whether that's uh, for the first time, or we want to know you afresh in a new way, uh, whether we've known you uh, for a very long time. Uh, Help me as I speak, help us as we listen to do that, to know you, to know you best, to love you more, and to follow you more nearly. For Jesus' sake. Amen. Well, do please uh, take a seat. Uh, If you want to follow along, uh, we're going to be looking at the passage we had read. It's uh, Philippians chapter 3, and you'll find it on page 1,180 in the Pew Bibles, if you're uh, following along. Page 1,180. Well, Happy New Year to you all. Happy New Year. Uh, It is January, amazingly. Uh, Starts for New Year. I want to start by asking you a question. Does anybody know why January is called January. Difficult one. Funny name, isn't it? What's that? Someone's got some answer here. Peter, yeah, please speak up. That's right. Yes, it was the Romans who did it. What did the Romans ever do for us? They gave us roads. Uh, they gave us central heating. Uh, they also gave us the name January. Uh, the Romans believed that they had a god called Janus who looked backwards and forwards. Uh, they were wrong about Janus. Janus doesn't exist. Uh, it was completely made up before you think I've uh, gone off on one. But they were right that January is a time where we look backwards and forwards. They believed that Janus was a god who looked back and forth. Uh, They're right that it's a time of looking back and forwards. How many of you sent out or received uh, Christmas letters this year? Quite a few people, I guess. We didn't send one out. We got quite a few. Uh, Christmas letters look back, don't they, over the year that's just gone, uh, recording the highlights And quite often at the end, they look forward to what's going to happen. So we got one from some of our relatives. Uh, They're getting uh, married uh, later in the year. And they're looking ahead uh, to that happening. And the passage that we had read earlier uh, was St. Paul doing something a little bit similar. Uh, It's not the new year for him. He's just writing uh, any old time of the year to the Philippians. Uh, But he's looking back to what life was like before he met the Lord Jesus. And he's looking forward to what life uh, should be like and is going to be like. So let's have a look as he uh, looked back, shall we? And what was the first thing uh, that he saw when he looked back? He saw that when he looked back on his life, he had lost all things. He'd lost all things. Uh, There are some people in life who are, uh, we might say, born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Have you heard that phrase before? Yeah. Yeah, they're born with lots and lots and lots of privileges. Very, very fortunate people. And St. Paul was one of those people. Uh, he had been born with lots and lots of good things. He lists a few of them, actually, in uh, verses 4 and following, if you want to read them. Uh, he says that uh, he was circumcised on the eighth day. He was, a, he was born into a very devout Jewish family. Uh, he was taken to the temple and circumcised uh, right from the, uh, from the earliest days. Uh, he was of the people of Israel. He was of the tribe of Benjamin. The tribe of Benjamin were the, were the premier tribe uh, in Israel. They were the only one that had remained faithful all the way through Israel's history. All the rest had uh, disappeared at various times. The tribe of Benjamin had stayed firm. He'd been born into a great family. He'd be really proud of that. Uh, he was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. Not only was he a Jew, he spoke Hebrew, the language of the, he- of the Jews. Not every uh, Jew uh, would speak Hebrew. Uh, he was of the first rank, the Jews. Uh, he was a Pharisee. Uh, he'd, uh, he'd grown up, he'd had the best education possible at the time, he'd been off to university, he'd studied the Bible, the Old Testament, so he knew it inside out. He lived wholeheartedly, he thought, as a Jew. All these things he could look back on, and he could have been proud of, 
And he probably was. Uh, they were things that any self-respecting Jew would have loved to have said about themselves. And yet, what does he say? Verse 7. He says, whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. In fact, he goes on, he says, what is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ my Lord, for whose sake I've lost all things. I consider them rubbish. Uh, Our Bibles are being very polite here. They have um, translated that word rubbish uh, a bit wrongly. Really, it's dog poo, basically. Paul is saying that all these things that that the the, uh, Jews would have pointed to as being amazing, actually, it's little more than dog poo. Why? Because he knows Jesus. I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Uh, He knows that knowing Jesus is the best thing. Why is it the best thing? He says it's because only Jesus can make us right with God. Uh, He is the one who gives us a righteousness. uh, Righteousness that comes through faith in Christ, through believing in him, through trusting in him. That's how we become right with God. The Bible explains that all of us have gone our own way. That means we're separated from God. And by rights, we should be facing his punishment. And yet the great news of uh, the Bible is that Jesus has come. Jesus has died for us. And when we put our trust in him, we're made right with God. It's just as if we'd never sinned. Uh, The uh, slate is wiped clean, and we get a fresh start to be with God. Uh, I don't know about you, uh, but uh, one of my New Year's resolutions this year is to uh, get fitter. Uh, I used to be quite fit when I was a student, and I was playing rugby and cricket and running all the time, all things like that. Uh, Sadly, 18 uh, months of being a vicar and sat at a desk has meant that I've put on a little bit of weight, and I'm not as fit as I used to be. If I want to get fitter, it's going to involve a bit of sacrifice. It's going to involve maybe that one less glass of wine, a little bit less chocolates, you know, turning down uh, a second helping uh, of supper all those kind of things, it's going to mean I'm going to have to get off my backside and go and do some running and uh, get out and, uh, and get fit. Uh, this year, if we want to become more like Jesus, if we want to know Jesus more, it's going to involve some sacrifice for us. That sacrifice isn't an easy thing, is it? It's, uh, it's not comfortable, but it will involve that. Uh, maybe for you it might involve uh, a bit less time watching TV in order that you can spend time praying or reading the Bible. Uh, maybe it's uh, giving up uh, that extra holiday. Or if you're, uh, uh, if you're uh, a bit younger, maybe it's giving up some of your sweets, uh, sending your pocket money, in order that you can help other people to uh, learn more about Jesus by giving money uh, to Holy Trinity or to other uh, gospel work. I don't know what it will be for you, but for all of us, there's going to be some measure of sacrifice. If we want to become more like Jesus, we're going to have to give some things up. And yet, as St. Paul says, uh, actually, all those things really aren't that great. Everything is a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, uh, my Lord, whose sake I've lost all things. Paul could look back, and he didn't have any regrets. He could say, yeah, I've lost lots of things, but actually, it was all worth it. The surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Okay, well, he looked back, and then the second thing he did was he looked forward. I think if I was St. Paul, I would have been, I think you could be forgiven for sort of resting on your laurels a bit and uh, thinking, well, you know, I've given up a few things, that's pretty good. Uh, Why don't I just kick back and take life easy? Uh, That wasn't St. Paul's way. Well, let me uh, move back. As he looked forward, he saw one thing, one thing, knowing Jesus. He looks forward and he says, verse 12, not that I've already obtained all this uh, or have already been made perfect. 
but I press on to take hold of that uh, for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing, one thing, one thing that I do, forgetting what is behind, straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. Uh, He didn't put his feet up. He was determined that uh, he would go on, keep going, pressing on, uh, forget what had happened behind, forget his past, forget all those good things, and press on uh, towards the prize, following Jesus, to be transformed like him, to become more like him uh, in every single possible way. Uh, I'm uh, not really much a runner, but when I was at Theological College, I got persuaded to take part in an event in Oxford called the Teddy Hall Relays. Basically, all the colleges put together a running team, and you do a kind of cross-country relay thing. I don't particularly enjoy running uh, very much. I'd much rather play something with a a ball. Um, But I got persuaded uh, to take part in it, and uh, so uh, I found myself uh, one sunny day in Oxford, running around uh, Oxford, getting blisters and getting very, very out of breath. Uh, And I have to say, halfway through, I was tempted. This is a dreadful thing to say. I was running through the parks in Oxford and just thinking, you know what, if I sloped off, no one would know about me. You know, they just wouldn't know. I just think I just got lost or something like that. I could just slope home. It's not really that far to go home. I could put my feet up, have a cup of tea. And, uh, you know, that would be pretty nice, wouldn't it? Stop the blisters, uh, stop the pain. And I had to steal myself and say, no, come on, press on. Look towards the prize. Uh, what's the prize? The prize is finishing. It's knowing that you've, uh, you've uh, supported your friends who are also running hard uh, and looking forward to the finishing line. It wasn't that far away, really, and even though it felt like it. And I don't know what uh, 2015 holds for you. Uh, lots of us, I guess, will be looking forward to things in the year. Uh, maybe we are looking forward to a great family event. Maybe it's a wedding or a celebration anniversary, something like that. Uh, maybe for some of us, it's going to be a new job, a uh, new move, new schools, New friends, I don't know, might be all kinds of things, couldn't it? And all those things are really good. But ultimately, if we're followers of Jesus, uh, if Jesus is in charge of our lives, uh, the most important thing is that we have this one thing as our main ambition, uh, to know Jesus even better in 2015 than we did in 2014. To get closer to our prize of becoming more like him, to becoming more transformed to be more holy, be more loving, be more gentle, be more patient, be more kind, be more self-controlled. All those wonderful things that Jesus uh, epitomized and showed us. That should be our goal. One thing, become more like Jesus and to know him better with his help. It is the start of the year, isn't it? We can uh, give thanks, we can look back on 2014. I'm sure lots of us will have lots of things uh, to be very, very thankful for. Uh, But let's be sure to look forward, shall we, to 2015, to say that one thing is our ambition, to know Jesus and to become more like him. Uh, Would you stand with me? I I, I think it's a great thing to commit my life to. I've been really challenged this week as I've been preparing this, uh, that this isn't always my ambition, and I think it should be. And it's right, isn't it, that at the start of the new year, we commit ourselves afresh, if we're followers of Jesus, to knowing him more, and to letting his spirit uh, transform us. Uh, So as we stand, let me uh, pray for each one of us that we would be people who do know Jesus more and are transformed like him. Paul says, that verse we had up earlier, uh, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal 
to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. Lord Jesus, all of us uh, can look back on things that we have probably thought were pretty good at the time uh, and that we're quite proud of, like St. Paul. And yet when we realise that knowing, beside knowing you, they really do amount to nothing, the most important thing is that we know you, that you have made us right with our Heavenly Father, uh, we're saved and we're forgiven. Uh, and we pray that this year we would have that one thing as our ambition, that be true for us as a church, be true for us individually. Uh, we would forget what lies behind and strain forward to what is ahead, pressing on towards that goal to win the prize, that you would help us to become more like you, uh, to know you more, to love you more, uh, to serve you more, uh, until that great day when you return or we're called to be with you and we see you face to face. Help us, we pray, by your Spirit, uh, to put all our energies in, make every effort uh, to uh, strive towards that. In Jesus' name, amen.